there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Always follow the money. The money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Big show lineup today in this hour. Matt Humans will join us. VSIN host, senior editor at vsin.com with a couple of bets that he likes in week two of the NFL preseason. We'll get to that coming up in a minute as well with all these uh, line moves that we had yesterday. We also had some uh, pretty big moves across the league yesterday. Well, two anyway involving the same position as the Jets finally made it official and they signed Delvin Cook to a one-year deal for more than $8 million. It was down to, it felt like, and they were the top four teams at the top of the odds board. He was going to go to an AFC East team. So they bring in Rodgers. He restructures the contract, something he never did when he was in Green Bay. Really didn't even like to have the conversation about it. And uh, does it here with the Jets and they bring in Delvin Cook. So here's my my reaction to that, Paulie, uh, in in a question form, almost like Jeopardy here. The Jets are closer to the Buccaneers the year they brought in Brady and won the Super Bowl, and the Rams the following year when they brought in Matthew Stafford, or going back through history, some of these other dream teams who tried to you know, compile a list of like big name players and it completely flopped. I think I can think of the Eagles, I can think of the Commanders, then the Redskins and some other teams as well. No, I think the former. I don't I don't think it I don't see him as a super team because they just they just needed one thing, right? Was a quarterback. And they got that with a huge upgrade. I still have concerns about the offensive line. But I love this move yesterday bringing in Cook. And I don't know what's going on in New England. I can't I don't I don't like that move at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think Zeke has anything left, but there was a uh, big move about a month ago, on Cook to the Patriots as well at DraftKings. And that goes up in smoke. So I like it from the other standpoint that you can give Hall a breather and you don't have to rush him back after the big injury. So you have a nice one-two punch in the backfield. It's a, it's an enormous upgrade at quarterback. 
Should have made the playoffs last year. And uh, Wilson's going to have a big year. You brought in Lazard. Uh, but I don't think that's a huge acquisition. But still, it's a nice acquisition. But it was, it's a, I think it's, it's a team that uh, has a great chance, once, if they get in the playoffs, to make some noise. The big question is what happens in Buffalo. Uh, do they come out and win 11 games as well? But I would say this is as all the makings of Brady to Tampa and Stafford with the Rams. And I'm also drinking the Kool-Aid because I watched Hard Knocks. Oh, so okay. I admit that, too. They got me, they got me with Hard they Knocks. They did. Hook, they line, did. and sinker. They You're absolutely got me. The defensive coordinator in the, in the meeting, in the film session. Yeah, I told, I, that's, the, that's the scene that I talked about last week. Uh-huh. I loved it. Only one guy can make that throw and on yes. our team. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. And he kept going over and over and over again. We are going to be in a lot of close games, uh-huh. a lot of these games, yeah. and we don't have to play him. Right. And he kept right. going like the Madden clicker. That's right. He kept going back and forth like, look at that pass. Who can make that throw? Yeah, right. One guy, and he's on our team. Sure. But the issues, you know, the concerns about Hackett are warranted. But the other, it's like, you know this very well. The scene in Return of the Jedi with C-3PO. Oh, boy. Where the, where the Ewoks are bowing down to him, you know, because they think he's a god. But <laughs> You're right. That's that's exactly. You know, yeah. Go go to me for any Star Wars reference for the, sure. The hero worship is off the charts, though, don't you think? You mean like at camp? The young guys to Rogers. Yeah. Oh, I got a Hardman comes up to him. Oh, I've been watching you since I was a kid. Right. He's like, how old are you? <laughs> right. But it's what Will, how Wilson talks about him. Number one, what they think or how low they think of Zach Wilson. But it's just night and day coming in and playing with one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And just how they, it's the hero worship with the other young players on the team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl. Hell, nobody does. But I do think that they are closer to the Buccaneers and the Rams than those other teams we talked about. Because to your point, I think that they were already really good. I mean, what do you think the Jets would You You've said this for, I don't know, nine months now. The Jet, in your opinion, the Jets were a playoff team full season of Mike White. No doubt. Uh, forget about him for a second. What if they actually had a proven guy last year at quarterback? I'm not going to go to the level of Aaron Rodgers, but you plug in another guy uh, to that team, maybe like a Jared Goff if he was there. Maybe somebody like that at that tier of play at the quarterback level. Were they a playoff team last year? A hundred percent they were. That's an 11-win team. I would agree with that. Yeah. The defense was loaded. They played. Yeah. They that's a unit that kept them in a lot of games already. Anyway. Yep. But the quarterback play was like just so subpar that it gave him nothing really to work with. And if he can go, and I'll say, I mean, we ran down and previewed the Packers yesterday, Bears today, by the way, coming up in about twenty-five minutes. And I told you that uh, Aaron Rodgers basically, in most key categories, had either the worst or second worst year of his entire career in these certain categories. Hell. If, if the Jets can get last year out of Aaron Rodgers, they're winning 11 games and going to the playoffs. And that wasn't even right. a good year from him. You can come after me if you want. That's okay. Also, as soon as the, uh, you know, this weekend, I also bet Rodgers here to win the MVP. Oh, you did? I took 17 to 1. I just think he's going to break every record, single season record, Jets quarterback, which isn't that hard to do, how the game has changed. Chip on the shoulder. Something to prove. And uh, New York media market, number one market. And I think that's going to be huge. Because we saw what happened last year. Wilson won. Sauce won. Dayball won coach of the year. So I, I think there's an 17 to 1. The, the best price I saw was here at Circa. 17 to 1 to win the MVP. Mm. I, I said, why not? I mean, things could go sideways in Buffalo, maybe. 
I'll take a shot. I think Rodgers can put up sick numbers. Well, I mean, he has that, I mean, the, the national media narrative built in like nobody else, really. I mean, if he can, if they would win this division and be in the mix, you know, for a high seed, the AFC, he'll be right there. And Salo win coach of the year. Probably. Because you're in the 12-year playoff drought. That's, yep. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh-huh. So I thought that that was a pretty good move yesterday. How about a team yep. in their own division, the Patriots? I don't get it. They brought in Zeke Elliott. By the way, they're going to give him $6 million? Six? And you're taking carries away from the other guys. I mean, that, I mean, Stevenson's good. He's really you, good. You don't want that. I mean, he had nothing left in Dallas the last couple years. And it was so bad, people, you know, yourself included, screaming at him, why are you giving this guy the ball when Pollard's so good? Well, One no guy's sense. averaging 5.2 yards per carry. The other guy's getting 3.8 yards per carry. I, I don't know what New England's doing. I know the wide receivers are subpar. Uh, they're going to have a nasty defense, but uh, we got to see if there's improvement with Mac Jones, and certainly bringing O'Brien is going to be big. But to me, they're ninety to one here to win the Super Bowl. Ninety to one—that's what Sorka thinks of them. Well, by the way, they bumped them up because they were seventy-two or seventy-five to one over the weekend, and they just said, "No, doesn't matter. Nobody. I don't like this team. Uh-huh. We're not getting any bets. Whatever the combination was here at Circa, and they're like, oh, well, let's move it to ninety then." Yeah, I mean, this is the last place team in the division. No, I mean, this, is a, this is a big injury to me. When, when I when I ran down, this is, I think, back in June, I made my case then for uh, Tony Pollard to win Offensive Player of the Year this year when he was available at, uh, you know, around 50-1. to 1. It just it sticks out like a sore thumb. And a lot of it was anti-Zeke in my breakdown because when Zeke missed games, Pollard went off like a superstar. Yeah. And Zeke, I mean, he had 12 touchdowns last year. That's because they gave him the rock inside the 10 or the red zone ad nauseum. And the guy hasn't, he has not been close to the same guy that he was when he first came out. Mm-hmm. So um, I get it. You're going to, like, I understand. Like, maybe they want to give Stevenson a little bit of a break, but you didn't have some other players in place already that could do that? You're going to bring in Zeke for $6 million? Why didn't you get Cook? What happened? You were supposed to get him. And not only do you, you don't get Cook, it's a big downgrade to go to Elliott and then uh, the Jets grab him. Mm. That's a terrible job. So, you know, I know Miami was in on it too, but. As were the Bills. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that's bad. That's bad, by the way. I don't know what, what the game plan is with New England. What else have you... So you, you bet Rodgers, yes. MVP. What else? Anything bets-wise with the Jets? Uh, Win total or anything? I took two... I put The best number I saw was plus 255 to win the division. I took that as well. And um, as I mentioned yesterday, talking to David Baker, who's coming up, the great poker player, I, I took Seattle over. The win total. Okay. So I added that too, but but that's it's hard not to watch the show and drink, and drink the Kool Aid though. Well, they they get the, you almost every single year. With it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Did they get you with Dan Campbell in the lines a couple of years ago? No, no. But Dan Dan came off. Well, he was uh, so outrageous. The yeah. biting the kneecaps. I want to get a real lion out here practice. Like, well, what is this guy doing? What's he talking about here? No, I was pleasantly surprised by how they closed. No doubt. Can you see after watching Hard Knocks that uh, Hackett's a likable guy? I mean, they were drawn to him like yes. moths to a flame. What did Rogers say? It was like he, it's like it's an act. Because he's always up and has energy and in a good mood and that's... Right, right. But that that's who he is. Here are some uh, preseason week two line moves from yesterday. And betters were waiting. They could not, I mean, for books to post all these numbers because uh, the Eagles opened one against Cleveland. Eagles moved immediately to four. That's essentially because... Uh, Stefanski said that it's going to be primarily backups on Thursday night. Starters are not going to go this week, and it's unsure if they're going to play in their 
preseason finale on the 26th against the Chiefs. So that was one line move. You also had uh, the Bengals and Falcons. Well, how about this? Books opened up Atlanta 6. Yeah. Because Zach Taylor came out and said, yeah, we're not going to go with many guys. It's gonna, they're going to flip it. It's going to be Trevor Simeon in the first half this week, Jake Browning in the, in the second half, and uh, Arthur Smith with the Falcons said after the game against Miami, starters are poised to see action in their matchup with the Bengals, and he announced it that uh, they're going to play. So six evidently wasn't big enough because they were they moved to seven. Now came back down to six and a half, but yeah, I agree with him. Played no one and still won their first game. On that Jets uh-huh. note, Buccaneers opened up one one and a half. Jets are now two in that game. Zach Wilson played well in that win against Carolina. He made a really nice pass. Yeah, every, that was also a really good catch. Too. Yeah, well, everyone played well. I mean, they, they had the shutout and just uh, and had no problem with uh, running out Carolina. Yep. So there you go with a couple of uh, line moves. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think those were the biggest. Denver opened up two points in their game. They're up to uh, four now, I believe, is the number. We'll uh, run down the betting action from last night and win some, lose some. How about this? We already had a bad beat this morning. Paulie with the details next here on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Throughout the NFL preseason, VSEN experts busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge you need. Our updated NFL betting guide due out later this month. Get ahead of the season. Picks every host. Betting splits, contest contest strategies. A contest down the street I like I'll tell you about later coming up. VSEN Pro subscriber. Get in today as low as $19. Reserve your copy of the guide, the full season football special. That's everything we do through the Super Bowl for $199. Sign up today, vcin.com slash subscribe. 
Matt Humans joins the program now. VEASAN host his show VEASAN tonight, Monday through Friday, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, right here on the network. Matt, I was a big fan of what you uh, did last year with the Friday night football betting invitational. Uh, every single week throughout the football season, people had to come on and pick five games against the spread or with the total. Uh, tell us some of the people uh, who are going to be involved in the contest, contest uh, coming up this year, Matt. Yeah, for those who don't know, we call it the Circa Friday Football Invitational. We have 16 handicappers, and each week they have their five best bets. You can get the whole board to play from college football in the NFL, full game sides and totals. And this year we're going to expand it to seven plays per week. And uh, we've got the top three finishers from last year coming back. Chris the Bear Felica, Chuck the Iceman Edel, James Salinas, pro better out of Colorado, former Westgate Super Contest winner. What's interesting about Salinas, too, the first year he ever entered the Westgate Super Contest, he won. And uh, that was, I think, in 2014 or 15. Kelly Stewart, Kelly in Vegas, is going to be in. All right. And it's great to have uh, a woman in the contest this year. I know Derek Stevens really wanted to get a woman in. I wanted mm-hmm. to get Kelly in last year, but Barstool Sports would not let her in. Well, she's not with Barstool anymore. She's polarizing. I really like her handicapping because she's a dog player. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Kelly knows her stuff in college football in the NFL. But Kelly's in, and uh, she's going to be competing against uh, those three guys, plus Doug Kazarian, formerly of ESPN. Doug was the top five finisher in the contest last year, and I've got several more names we're close to announcing uh, to fill out the field of 16 here, probably by the end of the month. So I'll get to more of those this week, but I can tell you two guys who are not going to be in. And uh, one is Steve Fezzik. I talked to Fezzik uh, this week, and he was the second handicapper eliminated from the tournament last year, and he said he was embarrassed. He said he doesn't want to come back this year, let somebody else have a shot at it. So um, we'll probably get Fezzik in future contests, but he's not going to be in this year. And Brad Powers, I really think, is you know arguably the sharpest college football guy out there. Brad told me he's too busy on Fridays to do it, so he declined an invitation. So for all the people who keep tweeting saying, I want to see Brad Powers in the contest, mm. I invited him, but uh, Brad does not want to participate. But we will have, a, believe me, we're going to have a quality field of 16 contestants by the time this thing's filled out later in the month. And Derek Stevens putting up $25,000 in prize money again this year. No doubt. Great job. Phil Mickelson might get in. You call him? You know, I didn't. Oh. Uh, Paul, I tell you what, if you talk to him this week, invite him, okay? You got it. I'll try to make that happen. I'll reach out to Billy Walters. Try to make Try to make that happen, Chief. I got that. You got it. <laughs> I have no problem with that. With that word, you got it, Ace. Okay. Did you Did you like any thoughts on on the preseason movement here in week two? And any and recap week one. What how you thought the first week one? If you like anything coming up? Yeah, I'm going back now, watching a lot of the games. Uh, I've watched most of the preseason games, and uh, it was interesting. Monday morning, the lines were a little bit late to go up. Mm-hmm. And you can tell a lot of these bookmakers are not eager to be uh, first up in the market with these numbers. And as soon as the numbers went up, you're seeing a lot of movement. I bet the uh, Eagles is two-and-a-half-point favorites on Thursday night against the Browns. That's up to four, so it's tough to recommend that play after it goes um, through three. So I'm not going to talk much about that game. But somebody, you really got to try to hit these numbers early or you know, maybe uh, – hit the numbers late when you think uh, the, the number's a little bit inflated on the underdogs. I, I can tell you that I think this Denver 
I'll, I'll start here with the Denver-San Francisco game. I lost on the Patriots last week, and I was really disappointed in the way the Patriots didn't capitalize after forcing two turnovers plus territory. Their offensive line play was poor. I did win on the Raiders on Sunday, and the Raiders were four-point home dogs against the Niners, and the Niners looked terrible. And Trey Lance did not play well, third-year quarterback for San Francisco, but I thought Sam Darnold did play well. I'm not really sure why the Broncos were bet up. The Broncos opened minus one Monday morning. Now they're up to four. I'm playing the 49ers at plus four. And actually, there's one book in Vegas that's got four and a half. Hmm. I think uh, Kyle Shanahan's going to give Sam Darnold a lot more work here in this game. Darnold, I thought, looked pretty smooth. Trey Lance has got so far to go. He just hadn't had many reps. You know, this is going to be his third year in the league, and he hasn't played much. And if you look at the box score, you really got to watch these games because the box scores can be deceiving. Yes. Trey Lance was 10 for 15, 112 yards with a touchdown. You'd say, well, that looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. If you watch the game, Lance should have thrown two interceptions. And the one touchdown pass he had went right through a defensive back's hands in the end zone and was deflected on a fluke play right to the wide receiver. And uh, that was a joke of a touchdown. He was also sacked four times. Uh, I I expect Sam Darnold to get a lot more play this week. And I did not see anything from the Broncos offense that indicated that Denver should be a four-point road favorite in this game. Russell Wilson did not look much different than he did last year. I know it's his first game here in the preseason in uh, Sean Payton's new offense, but I didn't see anything from the Broncos offensively that indicated they should be laying four here. And sometimes what you want to do in preseason betting is when a team looks bad in its first game, come back on that team in the second week. And that's what I'm going to do with the 49ers here is four-point home dogs. I thought some of the other quarterbacks that really struggled, aside from Russell Wilson and Trey Lance, C.J. Stroud, the rookie for the Texans, uh, in that game against the Patriots, he threw an early pick. I, I think he's going to continue to struggle throughout the season. I, I really think Stroud's going to be a bet against quarterback. And one guy to watch Anthony Richardson of the Colts. Uh, the Colts are going to be in a much better position to win if they can go with Gardner Minshew as their starter and not Richardson. Uh, again, I think he's a two, three-year type of project. He is a freak athlete. One thing I'll say about Richardson, this, this is another guy who needs a lot of reps. He doesn't have a lot of football in his career at a high level, but he is uh, he's fast. He's got a strong arm. He's got a quick release. You see a lot of the physical tools there. And he's often been compared to Josh Allen. But again, Josh Allen kind of struggled his first couple of years in the league, too. And I think Anthony Richardson's way behind Josh Allen in terms of development, even though he's a freak athlete. Uh, Gardner Minshew would be the better starter for the Colts. And even at this point, Sam Ellinger, I think, would be a better starter for the Colts. And Richardson uh, threw off balance. His mechanics are kind of poor. He threw off balance and threw a bullet right to the defensive player who was picked off early in the game. And I kind of set up the Colts to lose that game at Buffalo. The Bills' backup quarterback situation is not great. Matt Barkley was 14 for 15 in that game against the Colts. Uh, but I don't, I don't think Barkley's going to play that way consistently. And Kyle Allen, who's supposed to be the number two, threw a pick, was sacked two times. I'm thinking about betting against the Bills this week. I don't really see why Josh Allen would play. And the Steelers have one of the best quarterback situations in the league for the preseason with Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Tanner Morgan, the rookie from Minnesota, and Mitch Trubisky. Steelers are two-and-a-half-point home favorites in that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you said it perfectly there with uh, all these quarterbacks. And uh, Michael Lombardi said this yesterday, Matt, that if Al Davis 
owned the team that Frank Reich was coaching, if he owned the Panthers, he would have already fired him. Mm. For for Frank allowing Young to stay out there as long as he did in the first preseason game and get manhandled by that opposing mm. defensive line like he did. Yeah, because that offensive line was not protecting uh, Bryce Young at all, so he probably should not have been playing in that game. So I, I, I don't know if I would have fired Frank Reich after the first game, but uh, I think he made a mistake by putting Bryce Young out there. It's, uh, you know, I'll tell you one more game this week that's interesting to me. I'm watching right now, I'm watching the replay of the Broncos-Cardinals game, and the field is really sloppy right. in Arizona. You guys remember how the field yeah. conditions oh, yeah. for the Super Bowl were not too good? Field conditions have not improved in uh, Phoenix, and you got guys slipping all over the field. I don't think Andy Reid's going to put many of his frontline guys out there on that field this week. There's no reason to do that. And uh, the Cardinals are actually playing hard and they're trying to play to win for a first-year coach. And I don't really hate their quarterback situation with Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, the rookie from Houston, and uh, David Blau, who led that game-winning drive against the Broncos. It's rare when you see this, uh, guys, but you have three seven-point favorites this week. I know it. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's tempting. I'm probably going to play the Cardinals plus seven-and-a-half against the Chiefs. Very good. Get Matt's show uh, Monday through Friday. It's called VEASAN tonight, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, right here on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Matt, thanks for the time. Best of luck this week. Okay, you bet. Thanks. Be good. This is VEASAN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. There's plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan LeBetard, and Ross Tucker. And here at VEASAN, Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business. And you can check out all of our best analysis at VEASAN.com. Follow the Money has two more hours coming up on VEASAN. And at the top of the hour, professional sports better Paul Stone's going to join the show. He'll preview the SEC with some best bets next. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas, and we're going to kick off this hour with some college football talk as professional sports better, and I think a new pitch man some, somewhere down the load for a beer company. Be a good slogan sometime, maybe to call something yeah. like the, you know, the most interesting person in the world. That'd be a good idea, maybe, if a beer company wants to take off and run with that. Paul Stone joins the program now. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Glad to glad to be with you. And we're getting close to to college football. I guess we're about what eleven days away from uh, real games. So it's an exciting time of the year. Yes. Yep. And here we go with the uh, the baddest of them all left. As you're going to preview the SEC, let's begin. Uh, you're going to do a couple of win totals and then an outright winner for the conference title. Let's begin with Tennessee. The non-con. Uh, they have Virginia and Texas San Antonio. They play at Florida in their third game. They get South Carolina and A&M at home. Then they play at Bama and at Kentucky consecutive weeks. They're at Missouri. They play Georgia before the final week of the regular season when they are against Vandy. The win total is nine on the Volunteers. And I mean, it was a great story. Must watch TV last year, Paul. This team's going to win 10 games? You know, first of all, I'll say I'm, I think I'm kind of going against the grain a little bit here because I am going to recommend going under nine. Uh, volunteers, though, man, Josh Heupel. First of all, you know, I want to start out by saying Josh Heupel, he wasn't Tennessee's first choice uh, to succeed Jeremy Pruitt. He wasn't even their second choice. 
Uh, but make no mistake about it, Josh Heupel was the correct choice. Uh, they were coming off a three and seven season when he took over prior to 2021. Uh, they exceed all expectations in year one, won regular uh, seven regular season games, and then last year they're ranked number one uh, in the college football playoff committee's first rankings in early November. Uh, they go on to win ten regular season games, uh, top it off with an eleventh uh, victory. 17-point win over Clemson in the Orange Bowl, finished sixth in both major polls. So why am I recommending Tennessee to go under its 2023 regular season win total? You know, first of all, it's all about the number, and nine's a pretty high bar to clear in the SEC, as you indicated with some of those schedule dynamics. That schedule ranked uh, the 18th toughest in the nation by one publication. As you indicated, they host two-time defending national champion Georgia. I have them getting six in that game. They travel to Alabama. I have them getting 10 in that game. So both probable losses, if they win, if they lose one more game, rather, we get a push, uh, two more games, and we get a win. I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off at quarterback from Hendon Hooker to Joe Milton. Uh, they lost their top wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt, 1,267 yards, 15 receiving touchdowns. I just think 8-4 and four in the regular season sounds about right. So I'm taking Tennessee under 9 at minus 110. Okay, very good, sir. Another under. Uh, disaster with the Brian Harsons era with Auburn. It's over. Hugh Freeze takes over. They won five games last year. What are your thoughts on Auburn, and what number did you get? You know, there's a lot of buzz and excitement uh, there on the plains uh, surrounding the hiring of former Ole Miss head coach Hugh Freeze. Uh, but as they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, and I would add to that, Rome never had to compete in the SEC West. You know, from a schedule perspective, uh, first of all, they do have three relative tap-ins in the non-conference. They've got home games against UMass, Samford, and New Mexico State. But their fourth non-conference game, that's a week two trip across the country to Berkeley to face the Cal Golden Bears. That game's scheduled to kick off at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Auburn's in the central time zone, so that's a 9.30 p.m. kickoff on, on, on you know so-called body clock time. I'd make Auburn in that game minus four and a half against Cal. Uh, you look at their uh, eight-game non-conference schedule, rather, they're going to be favored at Vanderbilt the first Saturday in November, likely be uh, around a field goal favorite the week before that against Mississippi State at home. But other than those six mentioned games, I don't believe they're going to be favored in any of their other six games. I think six and six sounds about right for Auburn this year. They're only 17 and 19 straight up over the last three years. They're going to have, you know, they've had shaky quarterback play last year. I don't think it's going to be greatly improved this year. I've got Auburn to go under 7, minus 140 there at Circa. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Paul Stone, our guest, professional sports better. He's on Twitter, at Paul Stone Sports, and that's also the name of his podcast that you can listen to wherever you get your podcast. I could be wrong on this, Paul, but it feels to me like it's more open uh, for teams to win the SEC title this year than any previous year that I can remember. I mean, going back probably at least 8, 10 years uh, Georgia, LSU, Alabama, of course, maybe Texas A&M, according to some people. Who did you land on to win this thing outright? And first of all, I agree with you. And I mean, a lot of it's just because of the uncertain quarterback situations, primarily at Georgia, you know, the two primary co-favorites. 
But I landed on Alabama at plus 275 to win the SEC. And again, like their uh, fellow juggernaut Georgia, they do have big questions at quarterback. They've got three contenders. Uh, Jalen Milrow uh, played quite, played a little bit last year. He's big and athletic. He's an exceptional runner. Got to make uh, considerable strides, though, in the passing game to be an every-down quarterback, uh, at least at a championship level. Then redshirt freshman Ty Simpson and Notre Dame transfer Tyler Buckner, the other two contenders. Going to be a lot of eyes on Tuscaloosa to see who will be named the opening game starter at quarterback. But important to note, the week one starter against Middle Tennessee might not be the week nine starter against LSU. You know, some have questioned Alabama's uh, number three ranking in the coaches' preseason poll that came out yesterday. They believe the Tide are on a slow, steady decline. Uh, But to paraphrase Mark Twain, from my perspective, the demise of Alabama has been greatly exaggerated. Uh, They continue to recruit well. Uh, They've had the the number one class on two occasions in the last four years. A name to remember, I think he'll be critical this year, Malik Benson, regarded by many as the nation's top junior college recruit in the class of 2023. He's a wide receiver out of Hutchinson Community College. I think he could be that special go-to receiver the tide has lacked the last couple of years. Alabama's going to be favored in all 12 of their regular season contests and possibly by at least six points in all 12. Mm -hmm. I like Alabama plus 275 to win the SEC. Incredible appearance last week. Most interesting man in the world. No doubt the story you told uh, last week. You also uh, owned a spa and massage school that you recently sold. What is the appropriate tip, in your opinion, when you get a massage? Let's say 50 minutes. You know, Polly, what I like to tell client customers is, you know, give as much as you feel like you can possibly give and then try to give a little bit more. No, I'm kidding. An appropriate tip, I would use the restaurant standard, you know, 15 to 20%. Really? You know, certainly some, yeah, 15 to 20% is what most people give. Wow. You know, some businesses will put that, that guide, you know, uh-huh. yeah. and kind of suggest what the tip should be and we never did that at our place you know we wanted to leave we wanted to treat the customer like we wanted to be treated but we just left it up to the customer some customers certainly treat uh, certainly rather tip much more and then you do have some customers who don't tip at all but you provide the same service you know each and every time but paul thinks much more than 15 20 percent yeah you can't even compare it to i mean if it's a 50 minute massage right and what they're doing compared to, like, uh, give me the sea bass and mac and cheese. Yeah, would you like a refill of your Diet Coke, sir? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, and, and massage therapists, man, they like uh, people like you. And Polly's a big spender. Polly takes care of people, yeah. so that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's tipped well in the past. Uh, what, the perils and maybe the, the negatives of, of owning that? I mean, is, is it all teddy bears and ice cream, or can, can it be bad and treacherous territory at times if you could maybe share a story or two in all the years that you, you owned one? Well, my wife, Abby, and I owned the massage school for almost 20 years, and I want to be sure, you know, she was she was uh-huh. the uh, quarterback. You know, she, yep. she's the guiding force. She taught in the classroom. She was the director. I played a critical role, but she was she was our bread and butter. But it's just it's a lot like an athletic team. You know, you bring people in. You try to grow their confidence. You develop those skills. Uh, a lot of people have had unsuccessful, you know, academic past, if you will, They've got to learn anatomy, physiology, pathology. We're going to learn all 206 bones in the body, many of the 
600 or so muscles, so there's a lot to learn, and they can be intimidated. So you build up their confidence. And also, a lot like an athletic team, uh, we sometimes take transfer students from other schools that maybe didn't make it at their previous stop. And unfortunately, (laughs) our track record, if they didn't make it somewhere else, uh, they probably weren't going to make it at our place, even though we were going to try to do the best we could with them. Uh, we, we probably had a little bit higher standard. You know, we didn't do it this way, your way, or any old way. We did it our way and the way that we knew was uh, successful in developing uh, professional massage therapists over the past 20 years. My God, so you were busy tracking two different transfer portals. That's, uh, Absolutely. that's a lot of man hours, Paul. You know, <laughs> it was. And, you know, basically, basically, I did the business part of it. I paid taxes and uh, did schedules and handled the spa uh, aspect of it uh, by and large but it was a lot of fun but it's time to you know kind of shift gears and uh, recreate ourselves so we're looking forward to uh, our next adventure and certainly i'm concentrating even more now on handicapping yeah very cool uh great appearance again today and la- awesome job on the panel last week at bet bash as well paul thanks for the time today we appreciate that hey love being with you guys every tuesday y'all have a great week He's on Twitter, at Paul Stone Sports, and that's also the name of his podcast, which you can get wherever you listen to your podcast. What a life. Huh? Amazing, really. And you find out something new with Paul Stone. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah, Excellent. The, the, if you're just tuning in right now, he was on last Thursday, and you can go back and search that episode. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, just look for Follow the Money. It was in the uh, 8 a.m. Eastern hour. The story that he told about, you know, covering capital punishment and death row and then being an ultra-marathon runner as well. I mean, just, who knew? Uh, Major League Baseball up next. It doesn't mean it's going to be a winner, but I think we have the single most lopsided matchup of the entire year today. I'll explain next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. 
Welcome in. It is Follow the Money. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We previewed the Chicago Bears on our own an hour ago. Now we welcome in a legendary broadcaster from Chicago, part of the Odds Couple podcast. Mike North joins the program now via Skype. Good morning, sir. How are you? Am I in the right spot? You're What's good going to go. On, What's going on, Paul? <laughs> it's great to talk to you guys. What's new? Hey. Any coffee this morning or not yet? You're going to wait till you're off the air. Oh, I have a coffee maker in my bedroom. I have a Starbucks machine. I have a pot before uh, before 6 o'clock. I get up about 3.30 now. I used to get in at 3.30. Now I get up at 3.30. <laughs> so I want to make sure that you guys are ready to go. And I, I, I play golf Monday and Wednesday morning. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I love doing what I do. But talking sports, it's not a job, uh, so to speak. Uh-huh. And uh it's a pleasure just to be on with uh, two pros. I, I think you guys are, in my opinion, uh, the fifth best duo who's ever done talk show. Oh, and, Jesus. Come yeah, on. The first four were shows I was involved in. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, hey uh, I'll give you $3 million. You can't have coffee the rest of your life. Could you do it? No. Five? There's no way. Five? Well, I'm a very addictive guy in a lot of different <laughs> ways. And uh, I, I think... Uh, and there's no rumor to the truth that I was in the uh, St. Cloud lacrosse area at the time of your uh, uh, birth, uh, Paul. Uh, but I'm a very addictive personality. I really enjoy. Uh, That's a great line. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah, we went to lacrosse with Ditka, but that was way be- uh, after Paulie. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, okay. Playing yeah. goalie over there. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I think we can all agree that the Bears have had a, a pretty good offseason with some of the additions that they made. They addressed some right. key weaknesses, right? Is yes, that sir. enough for you to get on board? I mean, they, they had three wins last year. To get on board, Mike, and say they're going to win eight, nine games and go over their win total and be a playoff contender this year? What I'm going to tell you, Mitch, is this perfectly set that I uh, am, for the first time since 1960, I could tell you what each team was going to do each year because we used to have the same team back every year, which was torture in itself. Uh, The 63 Bears won the championship. I hope they do something for them because it's been 60 years uh, since that time. This will be the 60th year. Uh, But I cannot tell you if they're going to win over seven and a half or lose, I think, uh, under seven and a half because it's all depending on Justin Fields. Now, I've been, I like to get ahead of the game and I've said, but they shouldn't have replaced the last guy. And I looked at the stats this morning for the first 25 starts for each guy, and it looks like so far I'm right. But they didn't list Justin Fields' rushing stats against the last guys, but they also didn't list his turnovers with the last guy. So uh, it's I hear people now that were on his bandwagon saying this is he's got to do it this year. If he doesn't do it this year, forget about it. But you know what? He... We don't know how to treat quarterbacks in this town. He went three for three for 129 yards and, and two touchdowns. DJ Moore scored one. There were five 10-yard passes, one to the left, one to the right. The guy goes all the way, and they're going, well, he didn't do anything. Well, then you missed 70% of Joe Montana's career. <laughs> you know, they, sh- they show him throwing bombs to Jerry Rice. Half his car- most of half his career was throwing five-yard swing passes. To Tom Rathman, Roger Craig, I can name you all sorts of guys, Tom Brady. So he gets criticized even if he does good and does what he's supposed to do. So this might be the year, maybe. I've had guys, a good friend of mine, Al Harris, former Philadelphia Eagle. He told me last year that he was going to explode. It didn't happen. This year, 
I don't know. Let's hope it happens. Maybe they're one of the five, six surprise teams that didn't make the playoffs last year that make it the next year. Okay, so so let's say he has a big year and the offense is, is firing on cylinders. What, will they get stops? What are your thoughts on the defense and how bad they were last year? Great. That's a great question because nobody talks about it. And I watched the first game, and it was a, you know, a game that's vanilla, you know. Uh, Fields did his thing, and that's it. But you know what they kept doing to us? Running up the middle. They did some stops. They were predictable. But I think you'll be able to run on the Bears' front four. And we got rid of a linebacker named Roquan Smith, who was only 26 years old, but it was time for him to get paid, so they let him go. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I'm with you, Paulie. I think it's up. I mean, are we going to see 31-30 games? Are we going to see games where they are ball-controlling us and we can't get on the field on offense? Very few limited snaps. Like I said, uh, I would not touch the over-under okay. uh, for this for this year, at least. I, I just, I'm a Bear fan. I'll just wait and see. And, see, and I don't want to be proven right on this. I hope I'm wrong because we need a winner. Well, where, where do you think they are in the pecking order? Of that division. It's a very close division, in my opinion, with all these teams. You're right. Well, then we're going to find out the first eight games of his career. We're going to find out, I mean, the first eight games this year, guys. Yeah. Because if he doesn't beat Green Bay in the first game, it could spiral. Now, I find it amazing. Green Bay lost a franchise quarterback. Greatest four, four MVPs to Brady's three. And I find it amazing that we're only three-point favorites against the guy that was proposed to be not that good, who hasn't played in three, four years, but learned under Aaron Rodgers. If the Bears win that game, they could be on a roll. If they lose that game, look out, folks. It's going to start getting scary. Going to start getting scary. Not to say they can't bounce back the next week, but those first two games, they're favored. Very good. Follow yeah. Money, Paulie, Mitch Vies, and the Sports Betting Network, the Chicago legend Mike North, our guest, North to North. On Twitter, I saw you tweet this out. You walk the dog every morning. You got a good-looking pooch. So you talked about this. Great call. I don't know if Ricketts listened to you. I hope you know you have a relationship with the guy. I hope he listened to you. But why were you so adamant that the, the Cubs had to go for this and they were going to make a mistake if they were sellers at the deadline, and now you look like a genius. They're on a 16-6 and six run, and they're favored to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, the reason I did, because I just went through four years of health with the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> yes. And that I was hearing from everybody, I panned this from day one, the rebuild, because I knew who was rebuilding. Now, it's a different story with the Chicago Cubs. They're not afraid to spend a buck. I believe Bellinger and them are going to get together on this. I think he's happy as heck. He's an he's a early season, I mean, a late season pick, along with Justin Steele for Cub MVP. And I know he's going to get some votes for regular season MVP. He's found himself here. He was in his version of hell where he was at before. Things hadn't been working out. So I happen to think that Bellinger's going to resign. I wanted them to keep this team together. Last year, I told him to keep Hap and Contreras. Judd, Jed Hoyer got rid of one of them, kept Hap. I think that was a good move. You don't get rid of your pieces. I mean, we traded a guy in Chicago, Chris Sale, for Johan Moncada and Copic. So I, mm-hmm. I don't want to go through the nonsense of, you know, they said Moncada was the best prospect they had. Devers and Benatendi were at the time, and they basically sold us this bad bill of goods, and it's been a spiral ever since. I like the Cubs. They got healthy fast. They got a good core. They want to win. They're all business. Nobody's wearing any nonsense in the dugout. Uh, you know, when they hit a home run, they just give each other high fives. So I like their chances. They're only, I think, a half a game out of the wild card right mm-hmm. now. And I do look good, but I could have been on the other side, Paulie. I could have. 
And I don't think the Angels had any any choice. I thought they had to show Otani they were going to go for it. It's been a disaster, uh, but they weren't going to get. If I give you and Mitch a million bucks, I mean, if you give me a million bucks, I give you four cents back. That's what you were. You were never going to get equal value for Otani. So I think for the fan base, they had to go for it. It didn't work out. Do you think if the Cubs make it, and this goes for any of the like uh, lower teams that would be considered mm-hmm. playoff teams in the National League, uh-huh. are, are, you, are you on board with uh, you know the parity existing again this year? I mean, look at again last year, the, what the Phillies did came out of nowhere and came out and almost won the World Series. Would a team like the Cubs, would a team like the Brewers be live, or do you think the Braves and the Dodgers are just so up here that there's a whole other tier below them and they're not going to lose one of those top two, top two teams at the, at the very top there? I think the Braves should win it. I love Houston uh, in the American League. I like those teams, but the Braves, they have four guys that play every game. Acuna, Albie, um, uh, who's the first, Polson, oh, Olsen, Olsen, yeah, and the third baseman. They play every day. I mean, I, they play more days than the teams in Chicago. Those guys, Chicago White, they golf. They play every game, it seems like. They got a great culture there. They got... I just think Atlanta's the best team in baseball. I think they're on a roll. Uh, uh, their manager sits and you know puts his hand on the railing, goes next, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that easy. It's that you have an incredible yeah. life. Mean, he looks like he's he looks like he's beleaguered. You know what I mean? And he's got to be the happiest guy in the world. He just doesn't show it. Yeah, uh, come visit. We'll go to Joe's. Come on, get get to Las Vegas. We'll hang out. Well, listen, first of all, I want to thank Joe's. I want to thank Rich Melman. I'm an investor. I wanted to buy even more of the piece of. Joe Stone invest in it, and they have that rule. No, you got one. I just got my residual check. Things are healthy in Vegas. I'm off for expansion. I'm waiting for the circuit jet to pick me up, Paulie, because I got to be honest with you. I, I'm not going to O'Hare to wait for six hours, and then you know you get on the flight, and some lady picks a fight with me because my headphones are too loud. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I want to get down there. I used to go. I mean, I've been. I, I know John Avello. I know Artman Paris. I know all those guys. I. I did remotes in Vegas 30 years ago, uh, from from the frontier to the, I mean to the Desert Inn. My God, uh, I mean just great stuff. Bally's, uh, we did Bally's one year when the sports book was in the basement. I don't know if it still is. I mean MGM, hey, a great. You're the best. Get Thanks here. so much for the time you today. Guys we appreciate are the best. that. Anytime you need me, I'm up. I'm drinking. Yes, oh. you are. Oh, pot. We'll get into uh, some college football up next. You know, it's pretty much every single year, Paulie, mm-hmm. that a team in the top 10. Finish, finishes the year unranked. We'll kick that around coming up here on VSIN. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Great to have you on board. Welcome in. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And uh, it's a, it's always an honor and a pleasure to talk to our next guest. He's taking some time out of his morning uh, to join the program now to talk some NFL. David Baker on the show, three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner, the 2020 Super Contest winner over at the Westgate as well. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning. Great. I want to begin here. So the three of us were involved in this blackjack tournament at Circa over the weekend, and 32 people, in theory, some no-shows, were involved, and everybody was eventually going to get a future ticket on a team to win the Super Bowl, and it depended on where you finish in the blackjack tournament with your chips on what pick you would get in the draft. Paulie was picking 8th. Somehow, some way, the Niners slid to him at 8th. I'm picking 10th. 
at which point you're talking to me and you were picking a little bit later than that in the draft. Yeah, like 18. Yeah, your your number one team was on the board at number 10, you told me, and we, you were trying to work out a swap, and I thought to myself, I think I might still be able to win this team as I took Jacksonville. And when I got back to my seat, you said that's the team that you wanted. Why so high on the Jags this year? Well, I mean, a lot of it comes to the, you know, has to do with the fact that their odds, I, I don't think their odds are really reflective on their chances. Um, 33 to 1. When I'm looking at a future, uh, there are a couple things I'm looking at. One is it's hard to really predict what teams are going to look like and how good they're going to be and, and everything uh, come January. So really all I want is a team that, that is going to be around. And the Jags are uh, like two-to-one favorites to make the playoffs. So if they make the playoffs, they're most likely going to be because they won their division. And if they win their division, then they have a home game. And uh, they're going to be a favorite to make the final four in the AFC. And based on the the strength of their division, I think there's a realistic shot. They might get the one or the two seeds. So I just felt like, uh, you know, with these futures, we really just want to have a shot to be there. And and they were the highest odds on the board that I felt had a really legitimate shot of having multiple home playoff games. Uh, and then we just kind of go from there as the season goes on. I mean, if you're holding a 33 to one Jags ticket, then you have a realistic shot of being in the final eight. And if you're in the final eight, you've got a shot. And then you can, you know, you can hedge off that if you want to, or you can uh, figure things out. But I think they have a lot of they have a good ceiling too. I mean, they have a quarterback who's a generational talent. Um, you know, he's ascended up to probably the sixth or seventh best quarterback in the NFL now. And it wouldn't shock me if he finishes the year as, a, you know, a top five quarterback. And if you have a top five, seven, eight quarterback in the league now, um, you have a legitimate shot. Now, I mean, they do have their flaws, obviously. Their defense is uh, lost some pieces last year and, and they weren't that great to begin with. So and the AFC, the the gauntlet they're going to have to run in the playoffs is tough. But that's why you're 33 to one. So yeah. that was kind of why I was high on the Jags. I like the Jags and, and um, you know, just for that reason, I felt like they were going to be there. Oh, great answer. Totally agree. How about the team that fell to you at 18 then with Seattle at almost 30 to one? Your thoughts on the Seahawks? Um, yeah, when I broke down where who I would want to pick, um, Seattle was definitely in my top eight or ten. Not because I think their top ten team um, chances to be there, but just with their price, I thought they had a realistic path as well. Um, there's only one team in the division, uh, that being the Niners, who are obviously the favorites uh, or co-favorites in the NFC. So they do have to get through that. But when you only have one team to pass, then I think you have a uh, a more realistic shot of getting that uh, that vaunted uh, home playoff game, and I really like what what Seattle did in the offseason. I mean, they they got more help for Geno. They signed Geno for a couple of years, and and look, this isn't the Geno that we've been seeing for the past few years. This is, uh, I mean, for the ten years prior, mm-hmm. uh, this is a new this is a new quarterback, and he's got good weapons. Um, I like Derek Hall. I went to Auburn and, uh, he was kind of a menace on defense and they drafted him. Um, the cornerbacks were young last year, but they proved to be, uh, very capable. So when it got to my pick, I was between the two teams that I liked with the Seahawks and the saints. Um, I thought that they, okay. in the NFC, the NFC's weakest. And after the big three, 
I thought that anybody really has a shot. And you never know how the season's going to go. I mean, when you only have a couple teams to pass, unlike the AFC, if you're picking like a team that's that's you know thirty to one, they still have to get through set you know seven playoff teams that all can win. NFC is really not like that. You know, injuries happen. We saw it with the Niners last year. I mean, something might happen to Hurts or you know. Uh, you know, some of the offensive linemen for the Cowboys or something like that. And then Seattle has a realistic shot to be in there. So, again, just a team that has a path that I that I thought was a realistic shot to get to the Super Bowl. I'll be honest. Uh, and we're talking to David Baker, professional poker player, 2020 Super Contest champion. Uh, I was surprised when the Seahawks and the Saints were both on the board because of the reasons that he pointed out, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe looking at a, a kind of a bomb or a longer shot in the NFC Let's flip it here and look at some teams that you think are going to be really, really bad. You made a comment to me uh, over the weekend that if it wasn't for Arizona, do you think the Colts would have a chance to be the worst team in the NFL? Tell us why. Yeah, I mean, the hype train is off the off the, the track for Anthony Richardson. And, I mean, look, the guy might have all the, all the skill set, um, but that's not how the NFL plays. And this guy, he's going to have some electric plays. He's going to make some great weeks for fantasy where he runs for a hundred and two touchdowns or whatever. But I mean, I, I watch a lot of college football and he, you know, he still had the same skill set last year playing against younger, smaller, slower, uh, defenders. And he, he, really couldn't throw the football. So I think there it's going to be a slow process for him to learn how to, you know, move the football down the field, manage a game, um, make those throws. The defenses are a lot trickier in the NFL. So I really think that he, he's going to struggle. There's obviously all the nonsense with, with Jonathan Taylor and, and Ursay. And look, at the end of the day, I, I if there's ever a coach that, I mean, ever an owner that's going to, you know, kind of skirt the line and, and kind of, you know, put tanking in, in the, the heads of the team, I, I could see it being Ursa. So, um, look, the one thing that they have against them when you're looking at worse record and things like that is that their division is very weak. But uh, like we talked about earlier, we like the Jags. Um, the Titans are still going to be competent and they're going to be a mid-tier team. And I really like what the Texans are doing. I don't really know how I want to go about betting the Texans. Because I don't think they're like ready to win or make the playoffs or anything, but I do think this is a 500 team possibly. Um, I don't know if there's any market out there with Texans versus uh, Colts or anything like that, but if there was, I would like the Texans versus the Colts, even mm-hmm. though the Colts' win total is uh, juice a little higher than the Texans. I think the Texans are are building a nice young team the way that you're supposed to from the interior line. Um, and, you know, they have their quarterback that can throw the ball a little better than Richardson. So I like the Texans versus the Colts, but it's a matchup of these, you know, lesser teams. Historic run a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen again. You almost won Circa Millions and, and the Westgate. You were that close. What's your game plan this year for a contest? How many you're going to do? And, and what do you think you're going to gonna look at with the, all the contests around town? Uh, well, I will be entering both uh, Westgate and Circa, but I'm really going to focus more on, on Circa. I mean, at the end of the day, they've they've taken over the the big boys um, when it comes to the prize pool, um, and uh, so yeah, I've uh, I already registered this weekend when I was down there. Spent the weekend at Circa, a great, lovely time there, and um, I bet. I mean, I I bought ten tickets to the Survivor and five tickets to the pick contest and 
Yeah, I mean, the way that uh, my partner and I really attack these contests is is we really go heavy for the first few weeks, putting all our entries or most of our entries on similar teams Mm -hmm. and just kind of trust that we're going to, you know, make some good assessments early on and try to get a bunch of entries that have a shot to move on and and really place high. So um, we'll either have a bunch of entries in contention or we'll be out or middle of the pack in the picks um, probably pretty early. We're not one of those guys that just you know we don't pick like 10 different teams and just guarantee to have a couple people move on i mean we'll probably be all in on a couple of teams the first week not going to ask you to give away like any other like potential secrets to your philosophy coming up this year but with those 10 survivor picks and you brought up how bad the colts are do you play it where you just want to like go against the same bad team as many weeks as possible rather than picking and choosing like the biggest favorite on the board that week well, I mean, uh, unlikely we would pick the biggest favorite on the board just because of mm-hmm. uh, you know we want the chance to eliminate a lot of teams. But um, look, we're gonna we're gonna keep things open. Uh, one thing you don't want to do is get tied into uh, your your thoughts at the beginning of the season. I mean, it's very important to take some stands, but also the one thing that we did the year that we won, and uh, it's kind of changed my philosophy on betting is uh, don't be stubborn. And look, trust your eyes um, and, and be willing to make adjustments. Uh, same thing, mm-hmm. you know, that I do on the poker felt. You know, uh, you, know mm-hmm. you can have an idea of how people are going to play on a certain day or, or in a certain season, but uh, be willing to trust your eyes and, and you know, kind of go from there and, uh, and, and make adjustments on the fly. So I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to attack the Colts, but obviously I, I imagine the majority of people are going to attack the Cardinals, Colts, uh, Texans and, you know, some of these lesser teams. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Totally fair. Uh, we're going to do one more segment here with David Baker, professional poker player, again, won the 2020 Super Contest. So then on that note, then, I want to I wanna also, like, flip in and find out some of the other teams that you think might be really good, if you have any more surprise teams this year in the NFL, but also, like, making adjustments as a poker player. And you told us a story during the break, well, to refresh our memories here, what you were up against recently when you had the short stack, how do you change your style of play when you're at a poker table in a poker room at a big tournament and you got to, you know, adjust on the fly like that? So we'll ask David coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.